you know, we call this ecosystem building and it's really complex work. It's not like a prescription that you can go in and just say, da, 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 we're gonna check all these things off the list. But it's, it's having the correct mix of people that are providing educational resources, providing opportunities for people to connect in person very often, places for people to work and gather. And I think it's also really important to provide visibility Hey, it's Nick Armstrong, and this is the Founded in Foco podcast. And each week in each episode, we get a chance to talk to an innovative mover and shaker in our community. And I can think of no better innovative movers and shakers than Startup Colorado. And I've got Margaret with me here to talk about what Startup Colorado is and does and how they do it. So Margaret, take it away. All right, well, thanks for having me so much. I'm really happy to be here. And um, yeah, so I'm Margaret. I'm the communications and editorial director at Startup Colorado. We are a, we're not a new organization, but we are a new nonprofit. And we work with rural entrepreneurs and rural ecosystem builders to help build out the vibrant entrepreneurial ecosystem in Colorado. Now, Colorado is a big, expansive place. <laughs> so you've got your work cut out for you. What are, what are the focus areas? What are some of the programs that you bring to the table? Yeah, so we um, one of the biggest things that we do is we have an online network for rural entrepreneurs. It's a private community in which entrepreneurs, mentors, funders, uh, business support organizations can all connect online and give visibility to the entrepreneurial ecosystem. So it's, you know, kind of think of your your social network, kind of big picture, but then scale it down to where it's really focused and it only focuses on rural entrepreneurs and the people who support them. So it's free. Anybody can join and you can get in there and ask questions, you know, find somebody to help you out with a project, find a co-founder, find a marketer. It's, um, it's, it's really exciting to see how that is growing. We have almost 1,300 members right now uh, in, in every part of the state. So the, the idea is just because you live in a small town in the middle of the mountains or out on the plains and you don't have all of the resources available to you within your geographic area, you can get online into this network and discover all of these other people who are doing exactly what you need, maybe just, you know, a hundred miles away. So, so that's one part of what we do. We're also, um, 25% of our mission is storytelling. So I have a podcast as well, the Startup Colorado podcast, which I interview entrepreneurs and um, it's, it's narrative. So a little bit of a different format than this. And we also have an entrepreneur news site in which we work with freelance writers from all over the state to tell entrepreneur stories. Um, and we give out sponsorships and scholarships to entrepreneurs and different business support organizations. Um, so yeah, so we, we do a lot and it's all very diverse, but it's connected in the long run. What a great mission to bring together resources from different communities, because, this is, you know, you get in these mid to small to mid-sized cities that have resources around every corner and coffee shops on every corner. And so you get that, that organic marketing network that sort of occurs. But here, where you're spread across the entire state, rural spaces, really small towns, mountain towns, mountain communities, especially, um, a lot of that support is maybe seasonal or has some really distinct, unique challenges that have to be addressed. What is, what's a, a, a victory story that you 
want to share? Because I'm sure that you have many is just, you know, having survived the transition from a private project to now it's a nonprofit. Uh, uh, tell me about some of the success stories that you've seen. Yeah, sure. So um, in addition to the Entrepreneur Network, we do a lot of work in real life as well. So we um, are the fiscal agent behind the West Slope Startup Week, um, which was in Grand Junction for several years, and now it's moving to Durango. We also um, are constantly going around the state and supporting either events that are happening or um, facilitating our own events. But um, one thing that comes to mind that kind of like crosses between real life and being online is our founder competition. And we ran two different uh, pilot cohorts back in 2021. And the idea here was this was an idea stage pre-accelerator program for businesses that were just, just getting going, but maybe weren't quite ready for other, you know, larger accelerators. So um, we had different entrepreneurs from all over the state participating online, like they had weekly meetings, but then they were using the entrepreneur network to provide feedback to one another and kind of workshop things in that online space. And one business that comes to mind is Farm to Summit. They are a startup here in Durango that creates um, dehydrated backpacking meals using food like locally farmed food that would have otherwise gone to waste. So they're they're kind of taking, you know, they're they're taking this problem of food waste, which is related to climate change and, you know, nobody likes wasting food anyway, and creating a product that, you know, people here in the mountains love to use. So they started out working with us uh, through the founder competition. They were at the farmer's market. And now today they have a storefront on Main Avenue in Durango. So it's really fun seeing those types of businesses where we can get engaged really early on and make Maybe it's just us helping them make a connection to somebody else who can help them. Or maybe it's, you know, us participating in a larger way. But yeah, we, we try to meet people where they're at and yeah, see where they go. Has the era of Zoom made that a little bit easier for you? Or is it, is it you know, do you truly try to program in place, like bring a uh, an accountant you know, to rural Kiowa County or something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, what does it that look totally like? depends. Um, so before we started our entrepreneur network, our team was on the ground about 50 or on the road about 50% of the time. And we were going to all of these different communities and meeting people in person, having one-to-one -one conversations. And a lot of that was just building trust and, you know, learning about what is happening there instead of, you know, kind of this like top-down organization coming in and saying, Ooh, we're going to like do all these things to help you and then disappear. So, so we spent the first few years just getting to know people and building those relationships and developing trust. Then whenever the pandemic happened, we launched our entrepreneur network and we discovered that even though people enjoyed meeting online in zoom and connecting through this online space in the network, there was still the need to connect in person. So we, we meet people in three different ways. Like there's there's in the entrepreneur network, there's on Zoom. So we have a lot of um, events using Zoom, such as our Lean Coffees, which is a, um, a, a organized conversation around entrepreneurship. And so those are once a month, but then they tie back into the network. And then we have real life events. So like West Slope Startup Week. And uh, we actually just had a lean wine in Craig, Colorado, where people met up, drank wine, and had one of these structured, organized conversations around entrepreneurship. 
getting that FaceTime in this day and age is such a rare thing. <laughs> and yeah. especially for rural entrepreneurs, what are the distinct challenges that you're seeing? Because we know that entrepreneurship drives an economy, whether it's a big city or a small, you know, backwater type town. So how how do we keep these small businesses alive? How, what are the unique challenges that you're working to solve? And how how do we address those as a as a regional economy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a different answer for every community. Like there's no one size fits all solution. But I can look at Chafee County as an example of like what works. And basically they've Many, many years ago, we went in and did a ecosystem survey where we assessed like what all of the different components were in that ecosystem. So Salida, uh, Buena Vista, Buena Vista, Buena Vista, <laughs> um, and the other the other towns in that area. And we published a report, gave it back to the communities, and all of these different organizations kind of took that and they had, they had been doing their own work as well and started filling out a lot of these gaps. And today you're starting to see a lot of different entrepreneurs either starting, like people who were there starting businesses or people moving in and bringing new businesses to the area. And it's, you know, we call this ecosystem building. And it's really complex work. It's not like a prescription that you can go in and just say, we're going to check all these things off the list. But it's it's having the correct mix of people that are providing educational resources, providing opportunities for people to connect in person very often, places for people to work and gather. And I think it's also really important to provide visibility to what's happening in that area. Um, like if you don't know that your next door neighbor is starting this incredible, you know, I don't know, business, then it's that like there's no way for you to get involved or for them to help you in some way. So that's that's also what you can achieve through storytelling as well. So I think it's a mix of all of these different types of work and different types of players that are working towards a greater goal, but it's going to look different no matter where you go. And you can kind of look at certain regions that um, maybe maybe in the east might be a good example where the towns are really, really spread out and you need to kind of have a central hub where people are coming in and that's where they're connecting. So we're seeing that a little bit like in the Sterling area happening now. So yeah, it's different everywhere you go, but um, the, the important thing is to listen and see what's there, see what's already happening and take advantage of the people that are already building for this instead of, you know, kind of coming in and like prescribing a solution. So you're in Durango, other members of your team are spread out throughout Colorado. How many team members do you have and what are sort of those strategic locations that you start building out that network from? So we're we're actually we're we're down to three right now. Um, so there's myself, our executive director Taylor Grande, who also lives here in Durango, and then we have Vanessa uh, McCran, who's in Fort Collins. Actually, she's our community engagement manager. We are in the near future going to be filling some new positions, and the idea there is to get some people in different parts of the state so that we do have a little bit of greater diversity in the regions where we're just physically present because. 
yeah, we can't be everywhere all the time. And it helps to have somebody in that town that understands the region and can, you know, go to, you know, in-person events. Does it look like interfacing with the existing, like there might be a chamber of commerce or there might be a, like a general store that everybody goes to. And that's the the gathering hub for the community where everybody's buying their supplies, they're buying their, their food, they're buying their whatever. And uh, is that, is that where it starts in a community? Like how can how can the audience who live in various places around uh, Colorado join in to help on this effort? Yeah, um, there's a lot of different places that you can look. Probably I'm gonna plug our, plug our network again. If you go to the events page on the Startup Colorado website, we are consistently sourcing rural entrepreneurship events from all parts of the state. And so see if there's something that's already happening in your community before starting something. So do a little bit of research to see what's what's already on the ground. But great places to look are co-working spaces, coffee shops. Um, yeah, definitely check your SBDC office or other um, business equipment business support organization, because these are, you know, there's great people that are already on the ground working and they, they very likely have something that can help you out. Um, but um, I actually are uh, one of, one of our board members, Delaney Keating always said that the hardware store for many communities is an incubator and you can go in there and start asking questions and learning how to build something. So I, a lot of it is just getting out in real life and seeing what's happening, asking people, asking around. And yeah, there's there's a lot happening, even in some of the smallest communities. It's just looking and seeing, seeing what's there. Startup Colorado also offers scholarships and sponsorships, right? Yeah, so we provide small um, awards to both entrepreneurs and business support organizations to either help an entrepreneur go to an event, like say they want to go to FOCO, to the Startup Week there, we could offer a sponsorship in order to get them there uh, to cover their travel expenses, or if there's some other event that would facilitate their networking. Um, we've given out uh, about $175,000 since 2019 in these scholarships and sponsorships. And um, yeah, it's I think it's about 25% of our operational budget we give away to, to, to support rural entrepreneurship. Well, and hotels are expensive, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not something that's just, oh, let me go spend $500 and hopefully learn something actionable about my business. So it's a that's a huge service. Yeah. How do you, what does that look like in terms of funding? Like, do you, are you seeking out grants from the state of Colorado or how do you, how do you get to that amount? Yeah, so we're pursuing a mix of funding right now that's coming from both uh, state funds from, from OEDIT, um, other uh, different types of private foundations that support rural entrepreneurship, so through grants, um, but then also just individual donations. So if you look at our website, we have a donate page and you can contribute anything from, you know, 10 to $5 million, which would be great. Do you find that a particular type of business has more trouble thriving than others, especially in rural communities? No, not necessarily. Um, it's definitely with the flexibility of being able to work from home um, and you know use the internet. It's making it easier to start any kind of business, no matter where you are. And that's definitely what we're trying to support at Startup Colorado is the ability for people to build businesses in the places that they call home. Um, I would say that probably one of the biggest challenges still is just isolation. And, you know, entrepreneurship in general is a very lonely sport. But being in a rural area where maybe you're like 
the only, you know, entrepreneur that you know, that makes it even more challenging. So, you know, being proactive and looking for for opportunities to connect with other people and tell your story. Like don't, don't create in silence, you know, tell, tell everybody what you're doing and who knows who's going to come out of the woodwork to, to help you out. Do you find that structurally as the ecosystem develops around the entrepreneurs that some of the more, uh, the, the larger scale things like hospitals and, you know, actual infrastructure that comes along with regional development uh, start becoming more likely in in townships that wouldn't otherwise have access to those things? From Okay, so I think that's, it's a little bit challenging for me to answer that from our experience, because we haven't, we only have about six-ish years of history doing the type of work that we're doing now to see that type of payoff. Um Anecdotally, yes. Um, when you start seeing communities like Durango, as an example, growing at the rate that it that it is, there is more need for that type of infrastructure. And the communities that are thinking ahead and have the ability to bring in those amenities that workers, entrepreneurs, just people in general need to make it a viable place to live, like that's that's essential. You know, you can't. You, you need good school systems, you need good healthcare. Like that's that's all part of the community that makes it attractive for starting a business. Attracting those entrepreneurs makes it that much easier to have good teachers, <laughs> more healthcare and so on, exactly, men, mental yeah. health resources, whatever. So uh, do you have, and I, I know I'm putting you on the spot, do you have uh, a number for this? Like, is there like, oh, when we go into a community and we start connecting the dots between entrepreneurs, we see this happen. And this is a good statistic for us to take a look at in terms of investing either in uh, more events or investing in these types of programs, or even just donating to your nonprofit. We we are starting to track that. Uh, it's still too early on for us to have those types of metrics, um, but we are starting to starting to track the number of those one-to-one connections that are made, the number of businesses that are being created as a result of some sort of initiative that they participate participated in. And we hope to have those types of metrics someday to tell that bigger picture story. But I mean, I think I think everybody instinctively knows that entrepreneurship is good for a community, but it still ha- helps to have those types of metrics to to back it up. Uh, as you say, it's very complex to get those types of stats, and uh, I'm looking forward to finding out what what y'all are accomplishing. I think that it's it's as you said, anecdotally very favorable. Even mm-hmm. one connection for a rural community or a mountain community can make the difference. And uh, as we see more distilleries or more art taking place in mountain townships, I think that there's uh, nothing but good things down the the pipeline. Uh, that just means good things for the, the community, the teachers, the infrastructure in those places. Uh, managing that growth, I think, is the other side of the coin that we uh, will have to deal with as well. Yeah, that's a whole other set of... <laughs> set of issues that happens there. Um, It's a different nonprofits problem. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But that does make me think of, um, you know, certain communities that are so, so small that um, they celebrate when one family moves to town and enrolls one kid at the school, because whenever you only have 20 students at the local school and it increases by one person, that makes it 
you know, I don't, I don't know what the math is off the top of my head, but that makes it so much more dynamic, like bringing in that one person to that smaller ecosystem. And you can look at it from, you know, just one new business can change the entire, you know, landscape of the community when it, when it's small. Well, where can we find out more about Startup Colorado and yeah. your events and programs that you put on? Yeah. So head over to startupcolorado.org. You can join our free peer-to-peer network, check out the podcast or other storytelling initiatives and um, yeah, see all the events that are taking place in rural Colorado. There's a ton. And just to be clear, the city slickers are invited to attend as well, right? Yes, yes, you're invited. But uh, yeah, our, our we love rural entrepreneurs just a little bit more. <laughs> this is okay to be favored in that space. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, well, Margaret, thank you so much for your time and joining us and all that you do for Colorado's economy. It's very important work, and we can't wait to see you know some of the reports on what's coming out and how you're how you're progressing. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Well, for more great entrepreneurial wisdom. Uh, visit Founded in FOCO March 1st through 3rd at uh, Front Range Community College. And uh, if you can't make it in person, then check out our vast online array of panels and podcasts just like this one where you can learn some actionable advice to help you no matter where you're at in Colorado or beyond. Uh, We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Nick Armstrong, and this is a Founded in FOCO podcast. For more great interviews like this one, join us at foundedinfoco.com.